We are here to make you look bad. That's <laughs> you and everybody else. All right. We doing the show or what? Probably. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what? I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you imagine yeah. uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally imagine that. I'm you know sure what? somebody's they call written that one. Pounder with cheese in France, Mickey. <laughs> what? <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my, my progeny to you, almighty Marvel beast. <laughs> but Neil Adams is somewhere going, hmm? it's, uh, it's my time. Uh, <laughs> How do you measure success? everyone you're listening to superhero speak and if you're on youtube you're watching us and i'm sorry for that we're so sorry for that (laughs) i'm john i'm jd i'm well lit (laughs) (laughs) jd's got the experience to make himself look good okay the rest of us are just like uh, i'll just throw a light here all the experience in the world won't help me so at least i got christmas you do have christmas Dave didn't tell us we're doing video like all the time now. So I was on my desktop. Now I had to change my laptop and that the lighting was bad. And so I had to fix it. So we're 15 minutes behind (laughs) schedule. I was just, I was, was but I look good. I thought we could try it. That's all. Hey, I'm ready. I look good. He does look good. I'm delivering my end of the bargain. He, he, he does. He does deliver the goods. Each and every week on superhero speak. (laughs) (laughs) So how are you doing, JD? I'm actually really good today. I can uh, I can say something. I'm actually involved. I've been writing stuff with Fight Game Media. I've doing some really cool stuff with them. And uh, today we made the official announcement. They're doing a Fight Game Media Patreon network, and I'm I'm going to be co-hosting. Uh, it's called High Tension. It's a Japanese pro wrestling podcast, and it's going to be me and uh, Justin Nipper and Joe uh, Joe Laraka talking about what's going on in Japan every week. And it's oh. uh, it's a really cool thing. You know, this is uh, I've never been involved in a Patreon network before. Um, so we got some pretty good draws. I'm not one of those pretty good draws. I'm bonus content, but I'm excited to be a part of it. Ah, see, you joined us and now you're a professional podcaster. Dude, you got like being part of this built up the resume. I got four now. I can't, I'm not sleeping. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, I haven't slept more than four or five hours in the last three weeks. Um, I'm going to snap eventually, but good, but I'm doing everything I've always wanted to do. Hopefully tonight you'll snap. It'll be good, uh, good podcasting. TikTok, TikTok. <laughs> no, 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 not TikTok. <laughs> it's Quibi. TikTok. Let's put it on Quibi. <laughs> it's like, Break it down. We'll put it on Quibi. That way, nobody will ever see. Then it. no one will ever see it. Is Quibi is Quibi officially dead? It's officially or it just, dead. No, it's officially. It dead. was well, never meant to survive. Come on. No, it was the most half-assed billion-dollar idea ever. It wasn't half-assed. It was, oh, it was it, half-assed. No, no, so, no, no, no. It was purposefully done that way. So for first, and I don't. Somebody's going to come up and figure it out at some point. But the the rumors I've heard lately is, or, or the rumors I've heard for the last like eight months is basically it was put together so they could get a bunch of rights holders together, 
and do something with it. I don't know what, but Quibi so, was never supposed to survive. So, so you're accusing them of doing the producers? Yeah, basically, yeah. That's exactly the way it's being described, is the, is the producers. I thought it was odd that there was a musical Springtime for Hitler on there. I just, I didn't understand what was going on. No human being would ever so, want to watch a, a wide frame show so here, by turning it to portraits mode. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Five minutes at a time. Yes. We, we, we kind of we derailed quickly, but I will say this. Well, we do. I kind of feel like Quibi is the ultimate um expression of corporate ideas going way too far where it was like oh they said oh uh online videos everyone likes online and watches stuff on their phone and short uh content you know that's what gets all the hits on youtube so they said let's get a bunch of people to make videos and put it on this platform but they got people who make movies to cut movies up into small segments instead of no they're watching ten-minute videos about a toy review or an unboxing, or oh, yeah. but those are those are successful. My four-year-old just absolutely loves watching other kids play with toys. It makes no sense to me, yeah. but he loves watching other kids but, open up toys. Right, yeah. but it's it's content that's made to be short Correct. form. Yes, mm-hmm. it, it's also meant to appeal to f- children. Yes. <laughs> so, so speaking of children, how you doing, John? Ah, yeah, nice, nice, very, very good, very good, well played. Um, yeah, I'm doing oh. good. Uh, you know, just is it just me or like do the weeks get shorter at the end of the year? Oh yeah, it's just like I mean, seriously, like I thought I had all of my Christmas shopping done, and now I've got a few more things I have to get, and now I'm all of a sudden rushing. I'm like, I was specifically trying to avoid this. The days but, are all the same when you're self-employed and don't work. <laughs> But you do work, dude. I know. I work more. Like my real job has gone to shits, but I work more than any human being possibly should. I I wish I could work half as hard as you. My book would have been done years ago. Speaking of books, did you get your package? Not yet. No. Okay. I actually live in wag a place. My my um, uh, my post office is in a place actually called Wagon Town, and <laughs> it, it is delivered by horse. So you know, well, you'll get your merch. Your murder book is on the way. My murder book, <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm going to read the hell out of that. I hope you do. You paid Wait for a minute. It. Wait a minute. <laughs> that means my digital copy went to my Hotmail account, didn't it? <gasps> I, whatever, whatever email address that you submitted to Kickstarter is where it went. Oh, you, uh, oh, you can't get into your Hotmail account. No, no. So I'll forward it to you. I was about to say, still- maybe, maybe my good friend could send it to <laughs> my Gmail I'll, account. I'll, I'll take care of you. <laughs> Sad panda. I'll be a much happier panda when everybody gets these books. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, what do we want to talk about today? Yeah, we're in a podcast and we're all like, dead air. No one asked me how I'm doing. You know, oh, sorry, I forgot. Dave, how are you? <laughs> well, number What's one, up, I'll, I agree with John. It's like, well, also, that's, I'm that's weird. That's, about that's not right. I'm yeah. in a huge, I'm in a huge project that we're rushing to get done before the end of the year, and like. I was in meetings today. I'll be in meetings all day tomorrow. I'll be in meetings all day Wednesday. Uh, and it's just like, and then I'm not getting anything done. And but, then they're going to they're gonna ask you, why haven't you gotten anything done? Exactly. Thank you. Even though uh, they were in the meeting or running the meetings that they forced you into? Yeah. Yes. yes. Been through that. Um, See, it's, it's much better working for yourself, JD. Trust me. <laughs> Except for the whole, you know, money. Money. Thing. Yeah. Um, you know where yours is coming from. Hey, hey. 
if you need more money, just kill me again. I'll pay for it. By the way, we're, we're going we're gonna to talk come late January, early February. You're on. I, uh, um, but I just started a personal project. Um, I don't know why. Well, I know why. And I'll, I'll get to that in a second. I, uh, I have an old guitar that um, I got years ago. It was a friend of mine lent it to me. And he's a guitarist and he's has a actually fairly large guitar collection. At one point I realized I still had it when I moved out of my house and I said, you know, I've got this old gray harmony of guitar of yours. Do you want it back? He's like, nah, just keep it. Um, but I never really, it's gray. Well, it was gray. Uh, I never really liked it. So it kind of just sat in my closet. I've decided I'm going to refinish it. So I started taking the paint off of it and as I'm like looking online for parts for it, because I have a specific look that I want for it, um, I found, oh, you can get kit guitars for like from Walmart for like a hundred bucks, 150 bucks, depending on what you want. So it's like everything you need. All you have to do is put it together and finish the wood yourself. And I'm like, oh, I could have just bought that. But then I realized something that I'm not actually doing this because I want to just redo a guitar, I'm doing this because I want to take something in my life that I don't like and change it. Mm. So it's kind of metaphorical. Like, mm. so that's become like my thing now. Like I'm going to change this old gray guitar that I'm not happy with and turn it into something I love. So I'll let you guys know how it turns out. It's going to take a while because there's, it's been really hard to get the paint off of this, <laughs> but I'll let you know how it turns out when I'm done. So yeah, that's when my, uh, it's very hem, very Hemingway of you. Yes, yes that, that's what I thought too. Uh, Does that count as Mandalorian talk? I, I'm not sure. I'm looking at the list. How oh much does God. it count as Mandalorian talk? And there's a week no. talking about Mandalorian. This week talking about Mandalorian. I was going to say. I was going to say. And then the other thing I could doing, and we haven't talked about on this show in three weeks, is watching the Mandalorian. Is and, is everybody up to date? Yes. Okay. okay. I just want to say, stormtroopers still have the worst freaking aim ever i mean like they had an, they had a freaking auto gun and they did basically the cardboard they, they're shooting at the sniper and they did like the bullets going all around her but none hit her it's like so, let's be real let's think about this in context of the star wars universe who are the people that at this point in the timeline are still stormtroopers i don't think they're paid exceptionally well True, right? They, they, right. They're becoming believe, the new order at this point, right? right? They don't know what the neglect the uh, the new republic's taking over, so right. I don't believe that these are the sharpest knives in the drawer. Because right. why would you sign up to be a stormtrooper? They're literally the frontline fodder, like you got people that will have nothing else going for them in life, they're not even clones anymore. Because clones, clones cost too much money. <laughs> the dead, on the other hand, are super cheap, so that's what it is. It's all the dumbasses in the Star Wars universe. You put a, put right. a white helmet on, go run. They well, don't remember. Better. Remember, they added to the canon that, like, with um, John Boyega's uh, character, Finn... Conscripted. Uh, yeah, conscripted and then yeah. mind-wiped or something, also, right? I also think about it this way. They are the guys that are doing guard duty, um, like in the, the episode where the, they went to the planet and they destroyed that facility. They're doing guard duty on a facility that no one's supposed to know about. No one cares about. No, the, the Alliance obviously never went after this. So they, these were probably the lowest of the lows. Right. It was just like, hey, I put these guys on guard duty there. And uh, yeah, except, you know, and then uh, Moff uh, Gideon. Gideon. 
yeah, I don't know. Like, I, we, I don't, I don't know what his role in the Empire was. Maybe he was a low level guy, but he's all that's he's left. A moth. He's a moth. Yeah. He might be the, he might be the final moth. Yeah, could be. That was a be... joke there, and I can't find it. Um, <laughs> no, but think about it. You have either these these stormtroopers are either zealots or losers with nothing else to do. Either way, they're you know cannon fodder. So yep. take the hint, man. So well, you last... put him up against two Mandalorians, and Jesus. <laughs> like... so, so I was going to say we got because um, we haven't talked about this on the show. So in the time that we've talked, we've they were promised things that they got delivered on this uh, these last couple weeks. Of course, Ahsoka de Katana, played by um, Rosaria, Dawson. Rosaria Dawson, and uh, Boba Fett, and actually got Boba Fett, not just teasings of him. So. I guess we'll start with Asaka. Are we happy with the way she was portrayed? Yeah, she's great. Yeah. 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 Again, it was the guy, the guy who directed that episode and Filoni. was, yeah, the same one who, who did Rebels and stuff. So he, you know, right down to her movements when she was fighting. Yeah. They, got, they got Ahsoka right down to who she was. And it's his could, character, yeah. yeah. And, and you could tell she took it seriously, too. Yeah. It's not, it wasn't just a paycheck to her. So mm-hmm. you, you can definitely tell. That's the thing about this these movies in particular, or this show in particular, is you can tell that everybody's really putting in, you know, love. Like, this isn't just people working. Like, these people like what they're doing. And, and right, respect. Care and respect it. Like, yeah. it's what, that's what really makes this whole show special. She was great. She nailed it. Like, and it was like a, a reverse Seven Samurai story. You know, yeah. instead of instead of like protecting the invaders from coming in, oh, they were going. She's trying down. to come in to liberate them, but it's mm-hmm. very still like very Kurosawa inspired, just like an inversion on the story. It's great. Yes. I like it. And a uh, uh, best line: a Jedi and a Mandalorian, they'll never see it coming. They'll never see it coming. I loved it. Yeah. All right, and then of course last week we got Dad Bod Boba Fett. <laughs> I mean, as soon as Slave One showed up, I'm like, all right, here we go. This is it. Like, that you can't deny it. You know, there's no more. Maybe it's not really Boba Fett. Maybe it's just a clone BS going on. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they definitely delivered, I think. For sure. Like, I didn't know where they were going with it. And then when they, I forget Ming-Na Wen's character, but she's she's really good. And the baby face turn, I did not see coming. Like, I did not think we'd end the episode with the Mandalorian and Boba Fett working together to save the child. Like, sign yes. me up. Directed by the great Robert Rodriguez. Oh, well, yeah. Like, oh, it was the perfect guy to bring in to do the most action-heavy uh, episode ever on the show. I, I I pity Moff Gideon. He does not know the storm that's coming for him. Oh, it's so great. It's <laughs> just, so great. He thinks he's he's got his dark saber. He thinks he's all in control. He's got his... What, dark troopers, whatever. And he's, it's, it, he's, he, he doesn't have a chance. <laughs> so this will be the last stand of Boba Fett, right? Oh, like we're going to, we're going to see the death of Boba Fett. Finally. That's a good question. Well, I got, I got worried when they, the name of this last episode was tra- what uh, the um, tragedy. Yeah, it was a tragedy. They caught the, they caught little, uh, uh, Grogu. Yeah. But but watching the baby throw stormtroopers around, I could watch, they just got to put that on a loop and <laughs> it just that was it's, awesome. It's a perfect exactly a toddler with force powers would do. Yes, <laughs> it was exactly. fantastic. Uh, I'm I, I, it's my favorite show, man. It might be my favorite show of the last five years. You know, uh, I enjoyed so much. 
the other character and it's getting better. The other actress, I can't think of her name or the character. Um Ming Na Wen. Ming Na Wen, yeah. Not no, not Ming Na. The the who the she now works for the Alliance. Oh, the, the zealot, the Gideon Moff Gideon's like uh, admiral or whatever. No, right? no, no, no. When who else are we when about? Mando goes to ask uh, the the wrestler woman, what's her name? Yes. I can't remember what her name is. Gina Carano. Yeah, well, I know it. Gina Carano, but what's the character's name? Oh, oh, God, Cara Dune. Cara Dune, that's it. Thank you. Um, when she. He goes to her to get information about where they possibly are taking the child. Or no, to get that other guy, the, the ex-Empire uh, guy that he captured in the uh, first season. Yeah. And, uh, but it was funny because he's, he's like, well, these stripes mean something. And, you know, and I got to take it seriously. And it's like, yeah, but they have the kid. Oh, okay. This is to the which, information you need. <laughs> to, to to which I, I was on the treadmill at the time, and I yelled, rules? Who needs rules? There are no rules where we're going. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was brilliant, you know. That was how everyone watching the show felt at that moment. Yeah. And I and I love the use of uh, the name Grogu there, JD. Uh, yes. Screw all the people still trying to say Baby Yoda. His name, man. I mean, like, they gave him a name. You don't have to like the name. I'm sure when people Yoda first count, people in the 80s were like, Yoda? <laughs> Yoda, this Muppet-looking thing? Yeah, and then Weird Al Yankovic got a hold of it, and everybody was singing it. Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think it's fine. Well, that's the character's name. He responds to it. Every time Mando says it, he goes... Like a, you know, dog. So, that's the name. His mom will call him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so two episodes left in the season. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. That bumps me out because that's been my Friday routine. It'll be interesting to see where this goes. Uh, yeah, and you're right. We might see the last stand of Boba Fett. I think we will. I think they're finally, I think, what's so good? Because, like, we've had, like, it's been for like, oh God, 40 years now. People like saying this can't be the end of Boba Fett. And George Lucas kind of dragging his heels on, you know, just like, no, Boba Fett wasn't cool. Like he didn't see the potential in his own character. And so you've had your imagination running wild. Then it's like, oh, maybe nothing happened with him. And now it's like you're getting to see him actually, you know, with some honor. And then that's that's got to be the end, right? Yeah. I think so. I think I, do, it- I tell you one thing. I do want to see how he crawled out of the Sarlacc because he does not look well. No, he doesn't. And and how did he lose the armor? I mean, was it like did the Sarlacc like you know? Right, because I thought it was it up, yeah. them both up or something. I like, thought it was going to be a story that he gave up the armor for some reason, but no, he wanted it back. So it's like, okay, so what's the story then? Well, There's, maybe it was the sand dragon that ate the Sarlacc, and then pop maybe or maybe out or something. Well, maybe we saw maybe when we saw what Mando did, that was kind of a hint on how. How Boba Fett got out of the That's what I thought Sarlacc. that was. Yeah. But like you losing the armor's gotta be a different story. Like I said, there's I feel like next episode we're gonna get a lot of Boba Fett, and then we'll find we'll, we won't get the the child story finishing up till the next so, one. So yeah, and I think that's that's true too. And I think it's comes down to what you were saying is he gave us this mysterious, cool character who let's be honest, he didn't really do much. Uh, right. He 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 just kind of stood there and then took uh Han over to Jabba the Hutt. Um, he, he technically captures Han Solo, but Vader does the heavy lifting. Right, mm. right. So, literally and figuratively. <laughs> so, so this is the delivering on that promise of the cool character. Yeah. I have a question though, because I've been watching. Uh, this is funny. I've been watching Toy Galaxy, and uh, if anyone who out there watches Toy Galaxy knows, the host is a huge Boba Fett fan. Like a 
the original Kenner action figure fan. But he also did a whole episode where he talked about the original design of Boba Fett. And did you guys know that he was originally supposed to be all white? No. Yeah, it was just... I have seen that design, though. Yeah, it was originally like... A, just like a stormtrooper type costume, but different design, like all white, like the stormtroopers. And then for some reason, the uh, person was in charge of costumes. They decided, like, no, that didn't work. It was he didn't stand out at all. So they they changed the color scheme. Yeah, they changed it to battle damage color scheme, and it works. <laughs> it works great. And it's it, probably a Lucas decision now that I think about it. Yeah, and it adds mystery mystery domes because it's like. This guy's in this cool armor and it's got damage, so he's been he's seen action like what's going on here. But yeah. Um here's something I've always wondered is the armor is different colored than Django Fett's armor. But we're led to believe he just takes his father's armor. He he did he said that in he, the episode. It is, he does say that. But at what point did it get painted? Because that's not the color of Django Fett. Django Fett is not green and red. Well, it was it was was it? No, no. Django, he looks more well, like the Mandalorian. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's true. And also, you think about this, that he, um, you know, because the, the Kenner figure, that was the, what they were led to the, believe the design was going to be. And everyone knows he's got the mismatched gauntlets. One was yellow, one was red, mm-hmm. which makes you think like he replaced parts along the way. But did he get so scratched up at one point, he got tired of looking at the scratches and decided to paint it? Did he get tired of being confused with his father? So he painted it like there could have been. There's a lot. Years. I think there's a. I think next episode we're gonna to have to get a little bit of a background, info dumpish Boba Fett episode because there's a lot of unanswered questions, like forty years worth of unanswered questions. Yeah. When it comes to this character, and I, well, goddamn, I want some answers now. <laughs> That's and a good I question for our audience it. too. Do you guys want uh, answers? I don't care what they want. I care what I want. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you guys think of the show so far? Um, let us know in the comments below because. We want to know. All right. On that note, we're going to take our first commercial break. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. We're back, boys and girls. And we're going to do something we haven't done in two weeks. Social media bandits. Speaking of our fans and what they think. uh, We've got another week without it. (laughs) Oh, you're going to upset people. You know that? Uh, That joke joke hits different on video. Yes, it does. Uh, visual gag. So we had talked about, of course, Zack Snyder already hinting at Justice League 2. Um, it actually is trending. It was trending at one point on uh, Twitter. Hashtag Justice League 2. Uh, and we had uh, Samuel Isaac Daly, call me Sam, say, I'd like to see DC get rid of Snyder and still make a Justice League sequel. I don't know if the contracts would allow that. Oh, yeah. Cool. I don't think Warner knows what their contracts allow right now. They're not considering what the, the news we're going to have later on. True. Yes. Yes. Um, oh yeah. We're good. We'll get to that. And, uh, oh, he also said, oh, wait a minute. I had, I accidentally put the same tweet in here twice. Ha <laughs> ha. Did I um, mess up? No, you said, I'm just you did put the same different. There are no, two different tweets. No, it's not. It's the same tweet. Is it? Oh, <laughs> all right. Because I did have another one related to this, but I don't have it now. I'm sorry, whoever the other person was. Um, oh, shoot. Let's get to the first one. I almost forgot. You know, poor Tim Jones. He's messaged me, too, to ask about this. Uh, he's chomping at the bit. We have not mentioned the poor guy 
in, in almost two hours. I mean, really, how could I we? I mean, I haven't I haven't gotten to, to do a cheap sour grapes plug in weeks, <laughs> weeks, weeks. Well, uh, well, you just solved your own problem. I know that's what I was doing. <laughs> weeks. So we had talked about WandaVision being partially filmed in front of a live studio audience. And Tim Jones, creator of Sour Grapes, said, I think that is brilliant. I can't wait to see this show. Maybe I'll have Vision start to trip over an ottoman and phase through it. It's actually a pretty good bit. I was going to make fun of it with a Sour Grapes plug, but I mean, that's actually a really good idea. I think I think they should actually do that. <laughs> they probably will. Uh, and if they don't, sorry, Tim. All right. Good idea. Then moving on, of course, we talked about Spider-Man 3 had started filming. Uh, the movie Graveyard said, Daredevil better show up. I agree. You think You think that's well, the way to bring him into the MCU? Yeah, why not? Spider-Man gets in trouble, needs a lawyer. We all know they've already established Charlie Cox's Daredevil. Yeah. Works for me. That would be cool. It's how they brought him into the Hulk universe. Yeah, this is true. Uh, Ocho Dora Parlay Hour podcast said if all the rumored cameos are true uh then the film will come out to 2022 oh i got a, i got a, i got into a spat on one of their twitter feeds over the weekend oh really do tell yes. do tell the japanese pro wrestling somebody try to tell me i know what i'm talking about i don't lay the law down with the guys Before. from from no, the these, podcast no they're fine they're cool like some oh, of the okay. dudes responding to it they're they're fine uh was it theirs or was it bill and Samantha? it was like some that guy was involved i forget but yeah i had to lay down the law to know my to know my extensive knowledge of Japanese wrestling, tune in to High Tension coming soon. <laughs> uh, I'll allow it. All right, thanks, man. <laughs> then we uh, also talked about. It's been confirmed that uh, Sylvester Stallone will be in Guardians, not Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh my goodness, he was in Guardians he, of the Galaxy. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy. The Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Um, and we asked our audience who they thought he would play, and of course. Random Randy Savage of uh, the Colt 45 podcast came in with Catman, old boxer turned crime fighter, and his wife was murdered at their Italian restaurant. That is genius. Making him ca- uh, Ted Grant. Brilliant yeah. call, man. Wildcat, right? Yeah. No, you know, um, that's Wildcat. There's a Catman. I'm confused. There no, no, cat- it's, wi- it's Wildcat. There is a Catman, though. There's yeah, a wh- yeah, but, yeah, there is Catman, but Wildcat was the aging boxer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Catman is yeah. just like a uh, like a mercenary. That's right. Yeah, he, Catman. He's... Catman was a villain. Uh, Wildcat was a hero. Yes. Yeah. And and Wildcat helped train um, Black Canary. It, uh, Black Canary. Yeah. Yeah. Ted All Grant's right. an awesome character. That's a, by the way, that is a great idea bringing Stallone in to do that. I am a big fan of that call. Yeah. All right, Randy. I think that's uh, that's a good one. All right. Of course. Two weeks ago, we had the great George O'Connor on the show uh, talking about his book, Charlie Spot. I believe J.D. got in trouble for that one. Oh, yeah, I did. Yes. (laughs) Uh, A big shout out to him. He uh, was happy. He said massive thanks to Superhero Speak for their support and signal boosting Charlie Spot. Uh, He did hit his goal. And I just wanted to point yeah, that out. I, awesome. I want to point out that he not only did he hit his goal, he hit his biggest goal ever. Like this was the biggest uh, funding goal he ever had. Like he made the most on this and he had his most number of backers. So this overall, the most successful Kickstarter campaign my friend George has ever run. Really proud of him. That's great. And then I'm um, very curious about this book. It's super, it's going to be super unique. Yes. 
I, I said, I, I read it. I loved it. So, I mean, can't uh, get any better than that. And then finally, uh, Pizza and Parsecs gave us a shout out that I liked and I wanted to thank them on air. Uh, symptoms, drowsiness, lackluster playlist, the cure, superhero speak. Listen as often as you can. Is that because we put people to sleep if they're just drowsy? <laughs> we, we come in and finish the job? May, may no, cause, we wake them up. We're fun and exciting and woo oh, oh. may, may cause indigestion or diarrhea or <laughs> abdominal much, pain. Much like the COVID. <laughs> yes. So I like I like that, even though we have fun. I'm actually, I'm not following them. And I'm listening to Dave and Liv, husband-wife duo, nerding out on Star Wars, Harry Potter, and DC Comics. I'm going to give these people a follow. I want to check out their show. Hmm. Oh, I do this a lot. You praised us. Come on our show and praise <laughs> us to our face. Yes. <laughs> oh, that room. That room uh, you, you mentioned Harry Potter. Harry Potter and uh, Luke Skywalker just had an epic, epic rack battle. So, I beg your pardon. Epic rap, rap battle. battle. Have you ever I've, heard of? Yes, I thought you said we were talking about their epic racks, no. and I was didn't know where to go from there. <laughs> I was so perplexed. Okay, look, you know, the Zoom, ah, the, the Zoom connection isn't that bad. You know, seriously. You, you stuttered. Epic, epic rap battles of history. I heard an epic rack battle, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> Oops. Well, what? that wouldn't be the main characters. It'd be the, some of the supporting families. The supporting go, hey. Oh. <laughs> Losing nerd points all night tonight. Uh, uh, yes. uh, <laughs> if you want to be part of this fun no you don't social you media don't, madness don't. Dude, get, a, get a better hobby yeah. here's our good friend d squared you, you can get more superhero speak enjoying the show want to be part of social media madness make sure you are following superherospeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page while you're there you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. What's that discharge? Uh, all right. I don't know what I did for the people on YouTube for that. Anyway, on that note, we're going to take our next commercial break. And we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Can't say we don't have fun. No, no, not at all. All right. We have some news this week. Some actual news where are they talking about some like define some like generational defining news like yep i'm surprised we're i'm su- i got super surprised when this happened and i'm still like a little blown away in the aftermath of it so of course we're talking about the big news that came out this week 
Uh, Warner Brothers has announced that their entire slate of 2021 movies will de- debut on HBO Max alongside with cinemas. Um, I mean, this includes, of course, we all know Wonder Woman 1984. Um, we've got the, uh, what, Judas and the Black Messiah, Tom and Jerry, Godzilla versus Kong, um, Mortal yeah, Kombat. Matrix, Matrix 4. Matrix 4. Um, Denzel's Washington's The Little Things. These are not small movies. Oh no, no, uh, and and, and I might... Space Jam: A New Legacy. Yeah, The I'm... Suicide Squad. I might, I Dune. might add. I know. I might add that um, not only are we all surprised, but apparently so are the directors, the actors, the um, producers, the actual um, what is it the the studios, they're all, they were all uh, blindsided by this. Not to mention AMC, Regal Cinemas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, before we get into that, I will say Warner Brothers, from a business standpoint, this makes sense because it's going to be a while before cinemas get back to full um, capacity and before everything gets back to normal. And so... And they need people to sign up for HBO Max. This is the ultimate way to get people to do that. Like, let's let's be honest, right? Like, they're not stupid. Um, so what does that mean for 2021 in movies? I don't know. And the thing is, will they keep it going? I don't see them doing it. Like, I see them doing this just through 2021 to build up a subscription base and make money. But then once 2022 hits, they're going to want their tentpole movies just in the theater again well hbo max might not be around till 2022 because the studios and and like the actors guild might wind up suing them is suing wb for for all of the lost money because some of these contracts uh include like writers where um and dave and i were talking about this before where like gal gadot makes an extra 10 million if the box office gross is a certain amount well now they've pretty much guaranteed that's not going to happen, which is can be, you know, I'm sure the lawyers will find a way to, to make that a complete breach. I mean, it, it probably is a legal breach of contract in some, in some fashion. And that's not just them, but the, but the, you know, the directors and everybody, like everybody involved, the, the studios are going to be pissed. What they're going to happen. What's going to probably going to happen with those incentive based things is they'll, there'll probably be some litigation filed. And I imagine Warner will wind up settling. Yeah, so they'll I, wind I up getting because it's going to cost them. It's going to cost those everyone a lot more money to drag this out than it's probably going to be worth for anyone. It could, so it probably could be wind, to, it could be worth up to two billion dollars. I don't know how they're going to settle for that. They're going to be. It's going to have. To, it depends, man. I mean, like this we talked about earlier about like depending. Remember we were saying, well, they have to do. They have to release them because of their contracts. It's interesting to me that all of a sudden Warner can just go, fuck them. You know, like no contracts. It just doesn't make it. As a fan, I'm happy. But the business person in me is like, man, if what if Warner had made this decision in March, they don't have to fire 60% of their staff. Like, right. There's a lot of bloodletting going on at that company. And it all is tied into the botch, the botch of HBO Max. So, and what's interesting too, is I think, I wonder if they left money on the table because Disney made Mulan, you know, exclusive to the network, but you had to pay extra. And they said the experiment worked, but it didn't make a killing. So I wonder if, 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 HBO Max didn't make a mistake by not adding another tier onto there and making it pay-per-view via 
HBO Max. They could well, they, they squeeze another five or six bucks at everybody. Well, H- HBO already has a problem with like what? There's HBO Plus, HBO Max, HBO Max, Go, HBO yeah. Go, HBO Omega, HBO Alpha. I mean, you know, it's just like they they've already got so many tiers that people are really confused over what they you know how what they want. If I, I think the same execs that made that boneheaded decision in March to let go of all these people without doing something about it first. They're the same ones that are, that made this decision to blindside everybody with this. And I mean, they like every, every turn they do, every turn they make is putting them more in jeopardy. It's not really helping. It's a, it's a huge gamble, huge. They're going to, I mean, like, especially because remember when Disney came with everybody, like the, the projects like, yeah, Disney's doing all right. And they're killing everybody. Like, they're doing great, but the predictions were like it would be more. So I mean, the fact that right. HBO Max hasn't, I think ever we talked about this a year ago on this show, saying like we were about to reach like a watershed moment. We've reached it and it's over. Like, like the, the consumer said, enough is enough. We can't afford all these apps. So right. now you're seeing like we we were joking before the show started about Quibi. Like that was you know that's gone. You know, uh, DC Universe gone. Yeah. Like HBO Max is kind of on its last leg, which is funny because HBO is still producing like quality content and they just they weren't really ready and i got a buddy that used to work for i'll keep his name quiet he used to work for warner media and lost his job in wake of all this it was talking about like that it was well prepared but they just made so many they made so many wrong assumptions based on consumer trends that they it's just absolutely killed their business like this is it for warner man they have to make this work yeah yeah and that's it it seems I will say that it definitely seems like they put all of their eggs in the HBO Max basket now. And yeah, we'll see. I mean, and who knows? In six months, by June, they might uh, change their minds and stop releasing them on HBO Max. Who knows? You know, like this isn't a promise or a guarantee. It's just, oh, we made this announcement. But but if it's not working out for them, they might turn and go, you know what? We're not going to do this. At some point, they got to make a decision, go with it, though, because if they keep changing their minds and keep making these these extreme left turns that uncertainty will kill, will kill this too. It's going to hurt their stock price too. Cause that's going to, it's going to teach investors that the company has no idea what they're doing. Right. If they keep making these left turns, that's going to really depreciate the value of the company. Isn't that, mm-hmm. but isn't that the nature of the world we're currently in is the landscape has changed entertainment wise so much. Yes. That none of these, Companies that have been around for decades know what they're doing and how to Central. navigate it. Well, I mean, apparently this Disney is what does. I mean, this is this is what happened with the music industry and mm-hmm. and record companies. Uh, you know, two decades ago. You know, it's now happening to movie. And you know what's funny? A lot of people that worked in the music industry said this is going to happen to the movie industry. It's happening in the publishing industry too. Bertelsmann yeah. bought out uh, Random House. Or, uh, yeah, Bertelsmann bought out Randall House last Random House last week. Like we're seeing contraction in these big, these big monolithic corporations that have ruled over mm-hmm. things for so long. And it's you know it goes back to like when Walmart wiped out all the shopping center chains in the eighties and nineties, like. This is just like this is this is the nature of business. This is what we all signed up for in capitalism. Like if you can't run your business, if you can't see far enough ahead to keep your business running, you know, you're going to you're going to go by the wayside. Just today I drove by the Sears Center Arena in suburban Chicago and the it, now it's now called the Now Arena. And I I, mm-hmm. I made that I had a thousand jokes on my Twitter feed, one of the most <laughs> successful tweets I posted in months. Who knew? But like <laughs> but Sears but Sears, the former Sears Roebuck, is like on its last legs. 
It's dying. Yep. Like JC Penny, it's dying. Well, they, yep. there, there's a difference between that and what's going like with it is, but it isn't. It's what, it's still the corporate it's major corporations that can't adapt to the changing times. Like what causes those changes as different variables. But we're seeing this in all ass in all facets of business. Yeah. Where what the companies that dominated the 20th century are starting to die out. Well, yeah, but but, but let's let's take like let's take like the publishers, for instance. They kind of deserve to die because Fuck yeah. for, for the while, Sorry. for the longest We're time, now. that's okay. For the longest time, they were chokehold on on what you could read. And, zero minus and, zero. Yeah, but but um, but now with all you know with the internet, basically anybody can publish themselves on Amazon on Kindle yep. or yep. or you know the Nook or something. So it's you know it, that's. That's a little bit different than these big chains going. It out. is, it is, and it isn't. It's just like again, it's it's the changing face of the market. It's not being able to see in front of to see down the road and, and make the appropriate changes when necessary. Because some companies are managing to thrive, others are not. Yeah. Like we talk about Disney, Disney still like it, it could be better, but it's they're still far ahead of the game of everybody else that isn't Netflix, right? You know, or Amazon Prime. You know, like they're they've made the proper adjustments. They have. They have the catalog to do it. Warner on paper should, but they just they keep know, messing up. Like they, they, you're right. They do. And if they put everything on HBO Max when it first came out, we wouldn't be having this discuss this discussion. But is that not Warner corporate culture going back for the last thirty years? Like we all heard those stories, the, the famous Kevin Smith, John Peter stories about the making of Superman. Oh yeah. Like, like this is Warner Brothers. This is kind of what they do. Like yeah. it's never been the most functional studio. It isn't like look at look at DC, like the history of DC comics, not just just them as an as an apparatus of, of Warner Media. Like I can quote you WCW, the same thing. Like it's just this strange corporate culture that has sprung up and seems to permeate through it over the last forty to fifty years in some cases. Yeah, well they're doing so bad now they even let the Warner brothers and the Warner sister out again. I mean, geez, you know. <laughs> and put it on Okay, that's a great example. Where where is that show? Mm-hmm. This is a great example. That exactly. show's on I'm watching it. It's on Hulu. Why is it on Hulu? Not, <laughs> right. Because Hulu, that just shows you how slapdash this was. Like, yeah. they, they made the deal with Hulu in 2018. Yeah. It's 2020. That's only two years. Why is Sandman going to be on Netflix? Yeah. Like, why are they still licensing out their property? Like, it doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. It, which you know, because you just said it wasn't slapdash, but it makes it feel like it was. Oh like, no, I think it absolutely was slapdash. I oh, meant to okay. say it was slapdash. I well, the way remember. they're making these decisions, you know, it, it basically upholds what you're saying because oh, yeah. you know it's it's like every time you 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 open up a browser, it's like oh yeah, well uh, we're just gonna release everything on you know at the same time on on HBO Max. Well, you know we're gonna we're gonna charge for this one, not charge for that one. You know, it's just like we, we just invited like thousand lawsuits from how many times have we pontificated companies? that how many times have we said mm-hmm. oh it would be great if hbo max would just show wonder woman like but we all said oh, it couldn't be done because of xyz and now here we are not only putting one room but they're saying here's 2021 i mean i get why they're doing it because mm-hmm. you know let's be honest the vaccine thing looks really good right now life in six months could be different but is that going to repair is that going to repair the theater business to where it needs to be it, i don't know i don't think like i like I said in the beginning, I don't think it's going to be it's it's going to be a long time before everyone's comfortable to go back to the theater. So well, if I ever want to go back to the theater, I really like watching TV on my couch. It turns out they're they're saying that one woman like may lose money. What's they're that? Saying, 
they're saying that Wonder Woman may lose money. Oh, definitely. Like that's, I don't see how it doesn't. Exactly. Like, especially coming out in December. Like, we're still in lockdown in a lot of places. Like, no. Like, I'm sorry. It's in all places. Just, this is like this is. But I'm just saying. Yeah, it's is, like all I'm saying is that yeah, people are going to watch. That is going to be watched on HBO Max. That is not going to be watched in the theater. And and they're not. I don't. I don't. I don't think that not putting an extra price tier on this is the right move. Like yeah. Disney. Disney spent a lot less to make Mulan, and they. And I don't know. If, I don't know if it's pronounced that they're going to do this again in, in their future. If they're going to make all their um, direct Disney stuff, direct Disney Plus stuff, that's that special price tier or not. But I think Warner made a mistake by not trying it with Wonder Woman. Yeah, I would have paid twenty bucks to watch it. My wife said she. My wife doesn't like spending money, and she said we. I paid twenty bucks to watch one of them. We yeah. paid twenty bucks to watch Onward on uh, Amazon Prime, and a week later it was on Disney Plus, and we were like. WTF, man. I just paid 20 bucks for that. <laughs> but like we talk about the slapdash nature of, and I get it, 2020. That's, that's there, all. There, there, people are going to pay that much to watch that YouTuber, what's his name, fight Floyd Mayweather or whatever. Oh, God. Do you know how, <laughs> do you know how boring that fight is going to be? Floyd I, Mayweather is, is not, is a, he's not a knockout guy. He's going to drag that thing out as many rounds as possible and then probably do enough just to win, unless the kid really pisses him off, and then he'll be, knock him out. Because he could walk right up and slug him. That'd be the end of it. Like you know, three seconds after the bell rings. But did you? There, like, there's a couple. I think it was like two million buys for Tyson, uh, for Tyson Roy Jones, like that freak show. Like it made a Jesus. killing because everybody yeah. went, "Oh, I gotta see this." Like I said, uh, like, I'm, I'm writing with fight game. Everybody, but me watched it. I had no interest in watching, it, but almost everybody I know bought the thing. Yeah. Logan Paul, Logan Paul, Logan that's the Paul. one. That's the guy. He's got a very punchable face too. So Mayweather may just like, <laughs> oh, may just oh, he's take a little. Out. Both those little shits, like they're they both need to get it out. I can't believe was it the it was the brother, right? It was Jake Paul. Yeah, knocked out Nate Robinson. Which I mean, just goes to show, just because you're a good athlete, and you don't know how to throw a punch, doesn't mean you're going to win. Jake Paul knocked him unconscious, mm-hmm. and he's a little piece of garbage. So I mean, it's a damn shame that that kid won't get in the ring with a real fighter. But his brother's going to get in the ring with the greatest, literally one of the greatest pound for pound boxers in history. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's talk about freak shows. Yeah. But they're both going to be, no matter how it goes, they're both going to be paid a couple million dollars. So. Hey, Roy Jones Jr. doesn't get out of bed without getting paid. Like, yeah. he's the man's a business <laughs> genius when it comes to that. Speaking of freak shows, um, <laughs> oh, moving oh. on. Okay. I just, I don't get this. This is another Warner Brothers thing. I don't have an issue with, with if, because it's a character that no one really cares about. I, I just have an issue with them still saying Plastic Man in the press releases. Uh, so apparently, um, Kat Vasco, who has written for the Blacklist TV show, is cast, uh, cast has been hired to pen a female-centric Plastic Man movie. So, oh my god. Like oh, again, I, I don't DC please. <laughs> I don't have an issue. I don't have an issue. You want to gender bend Plastic Man? I guess. Like, ben, well, Plastic Man could gender bend. I mean, you know, he's Plastic, plastic Man could gender bend himself. Exactly. <laughs> um, yes, but but like they keep saying Plastic Man, like, and I guess I get it. That's the character, and that's what's recognizable. But I don't. I just it just seems like an interesting move. I don't know. What do you think, JD? I have no interest in a plastic man, plastic woman, <laughs> anything. I just, the only time plastic man was interesting was that brief run that he had. And I believe it was Joe Kelly's justice league run. 
Yeah, I mean, okay. the only reason I thinking, the only reason I can think to justify the gender bending is they oh, don't get want, more, they don't more want people to, say, but they also don't want people to say, "Oh, you're just copying Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four. I don't think it was. It's been so long since we've had a Fantastic Four movie that anybody remembers. I don't think they're going to do that because Plastic Man's the first one. But and you I have found Sydney on TV. Yeah, that's true. But I just think they're going to. They're just trying to. They're just trying to create more representation. I have no problem with that especially with a character like plastic man that nobody really nobody cares about plastic man who cares like but that's my problem that's the whole thing is nobody cares about plastic man so it's just i i can't just because they're making plastic man a woman doesn't make it more interesting to me like yeah i mean like when they used him in i think super friends he was the comic relief and that's kind of you know i don't even think he was on super friends he had his own show uh, maybe there. that's what i'm thinking for, of. for a while and, yeah. and he was he was on uh justice league unlimited he wasn't Justice League Unlimited, where he was comic relief for like. That's, maybe that's what I'm thinking. One and, episode. And Justice, uh, was it the other one? Um, the, the, Brave and the, the Bold. No, no, oh, no. He, the, the the Justice League Action. I think yes, he's on that Justice one. League yeah. Action. He was on there too. I haven't seen. I haven't uh, seen. Yeah, again, but comic relief. Yeah. Like, Wait, that's where he, and that's where the character works well. He works well playing off of the more serious characters, where he can be the one cracking a few jokes. Like they often use the Flash incorrectly in my opinion a lot in those justice league stories plastic man works for that but i mean like let's be real we live in a world where they don't want any comic relief in the justice league movie they want more blood and pain <laughs> apparently i'd like to, I'd like to like, see what Zack snyder would do with uh, plastic man. Oh! Did, you ever, did you ever see hellraiser yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> there you go Zack snyder's plastic person prepare for the pain What's that? Oh my God. <laughs> pain will, oh shoot, not the, I gotta quote Clive Barker properly now, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. Whatever, man. There's there's so much, they gotta have so much stuff greenlit at once just to keep things going because again, they have to, they have to generate this stuff. They need to be making stuff. It's the only way they can make any money right now. So I get it. All these yeah. things have to be greenlit or not even greenlit, but in some form of production. But I'll be very surprised if this movie ever comes out. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, that's another thing. Like people have, I don't understand why people get up in arms about a character no one cared about until this announcement was made. Who cares about Plastic Man? Well, right. if, if, Mar- if Marvel were going to do it, if come on, think about it. If Marvel were going to do it, you know, if it were a, a a Marvel property, then you'd be sitting there going, okay, well, you know, they've they they haven't missed yet. They've taken other obscure yeah, characters. Yeah, you're right. And- they have a track record. Marvel has a proven track record. <sighs> right, right. He doesn't have a proven but, track record. Right. But what I was going to say is, like, everyone got up in arms at this announcement, and it's like, it's just an announcement of somebody writing a script. It doesn't mean the movie's going to get made. How many things has Warner Brothers announced in the DC universe that hasn't been made? The vast and, majority. That they're they trial ballooning it then, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they just they just released this, released, quote unquote, this information just to see what the popular opinion would be. <laughs> do and i think and i think they have the intentions of making stuff but i mean like they keep pivoting their plans yeah like remember we were gonna have a whole Zack snyder pan justice league universe and they decided not to do that <laughs> well they decided to do that again problem is too is they've like i think i think in the last decade we've had like three different like regimes running warner media yeah so it's not like it's not like there's a cohesive vision going on, like, or it's the same guy with multiple personality disorders. No, no, they keep, <laughs> no, they keep, they keep firing people. Like, they're the CEOs keep getting the ass because they're not doing a good job. Like, so, so I, okay, so I, we both said, and, and John, I think agrees. Who cares about Plastic Man? Yeah. Um, 
so if you're listening to this or watching and 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 you care about plastic man let us know because because we're kind of curious who cares hey i'm the uh, son of Satan. i'm the son of satan fan any they, everyone's got a character that they're super into so yes. i'd like to hear it um all right moving on Apparently, it has been confirmed that Hawkeye has begun filming uh, in New York City, of all places. Um, there have been set photos released and whatnot. It has also been confirmed that I can't think of the actress's name is playing the female version. Um, Haley Steinfeld, the girl who played uh, yes uh, Gwen Stacy in, in the Miles Morales movie. That's right. Yes, yes, we did talk. She was about also this. in. She was also in Bumblebee, the Bumblebee movie. Oh, that's right. She was the girl in Bumblebee. Yeah, yeah. she's really good. She's yeah. good. She's a I, she's a good choice for Kate Bishop. I like this. Yeah. Yes. So it'd be interesting to see uh, if this gets done and gets ever put on a Disney Plus because we're still waiting for WandaVision and well, they're filming it. They're not going to let Disney doesn't let stuff just sit around unless it's New Mutants. Yeah, I know. like <laughs> <laughs> there was good reason for that. Yeah. Well, I'm still going to see it. I when the when it I can't I can't pay. 15 whatever no no, no i have to wait till it's free i've heard i have heard some people say it's not that bad so you know me the eternal optimist of me goes really not that bad so as soon as it's <laughs> as soon as it's part of my amazon prime subscription i'm going to watch it but you buried the lead pizza dog is in the movie like they got <laughs> pizza dog in or in the show like this seems like super super uh, uh leaning into the uh, uh the aja fraction version of hawkeye which yeah. I think is the best version of Hawkeye. So I'm excited, man. Those are really good books. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this works. Yeah, I just I'm kind of I I do want to see it because I want to see how they they work his family into the whole thing and well, because yeah, that Clint doesn't have a family and this Clint has exactly a family. Mm-hmm. exactly it makes it different. But that might not be a bad thing. Like I'm 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 curious. And that's and that is a driving force for Clint in the MCU is his mm-hmm. family. You know, and I kind of think that's what the show is going to be about is him wanting to retire to be with his family because he tried and, to retire and but feeling like he has to leave the mantle to someone. And that's where Kate Bishop. Well, comes and in. this is what's cool about the Marvel MCU, which where they've done things so well is like the Ronan character. I don't think ever quite. Yeah. Really made sense in in D.C. with Clint being the, Mar- the Ronan character. You mean in like- Marvel. I'm sorry, in Marvel. I'm so used to saying things don't make sense it, it in DC. Definitely didn't make any sense in DC. It just, it just, well, you're so used to saying DC doesn't make any sense. So, you know, it just comes up, rolls around the tongue. No, I mean, like, I didn't, I didn't love that stuff, but I think they made it work a lot better in Avengers. Like, it completely right. sense in Avengers. So I could see him, you know, you had five years without your family, you're given a second chance with your family, you don't want to, and you really get to pick up right where you left off, you know? Yeah. So it makes sense to want to retire and to train your, uh, your replacement, your successor, and Kate Bishop's a great character. I do wonder if we're going to get the young, uh, young Avengers now because we have the older, uh, the older Cassie Lang. You know, we have this. I'm still convinced we're getting Wicked and Speed after WandaVision. I mean, it seems like they're laying out the, the table right for Young Avengers. I think that's yeah. What, instead what of about t- the, the kid uh, from Iron Man three too, right? Well, that's not a Young Avengers character, but you could. Like, yeah, I think you could. I think they're going to do him as Iron Lad. I think that's good. Gonna, yeah, and, and so that's the whole thing. And I think that's the direction they're going to go. Instead of doing another Avengers movie, they're going to do a Young Avengers movie, okay, and they that. can set up another the next decade based on those characters. Um, and it's funny because you made a really good point too in the fact that. I think Marvel took in the MCU, they took characters like Ronin and Nomad and they did them 
but they did them as footnotes because that's what they really should be as footnotes to those main characters. Like, Absolutely. We don't need a movie seeing Captain America as Nomad. We don't need a movie seeing Hawkeye as uh, Ronan. Just like mention it and show that they did it, but then that's it. Like I don't think we need as many issues as we got of, the, of those characters and those roles personally, but <laughs> it works. Like I said, I like I do like that Marvel tips the cap at they can't, they tip the cap at, at their history without being overly fan servicey to it. Whereas I feel like DC kind of goes the other way sometimes. Like I always look at Green Lantern where they threw everything possible about the Green Lantern universe at you in two hours and 10 minutes to the point where Sinestro puts on the yellow ring at the end. And you're supposed to be like, that's cool. But why? Yeah. What does yeah. it mean? Like, you know, they, I, they just execute it better. They rushed it just like they did everything else. They yes. did. No patience. They have no patience at DC, but you look at how they run things and you go, oh, I get it. The doors might not be open in a week. <laughs> <sighs> so uh, I'm being facetious for the YouTube commenters. Yeah. Yes. Um, you, you don't have to do anything. The YouTube commenters take care of themselves. We Okay. So let's, we, we're, let, let's, <laughs> let's move on. We got uh, two last stories here. Both are casting news. Uh, the first one hit me like a ton of bricks and, Took me by surprise. I did not see this coming. Uh, the one and only Peter Dinklage. Um, many know him from Game of Thrones. Of course, uh, the... Um, Knights of Badassum. Knights of Badassum, uh, Infinity War, uh, and many other... Uh, uh, Game. What, what's you the... What, you the said Game of Thrones, days, right? Not Days of Future Past. Oh, okay. Um but of course, he is an Infinity War. He is now as a giant, as yeah, a giant, a giant, a giant, a giant completely, for, completely <laughs> forgot about that. Uh, he has now been cast as the lead in the reboot of the Toxic Avenger. I don't knowing Peter Dinklage's um, sense of humor, this this fits. I mean, I can see him going, "Yeah, sure, why not?" <laughs> so, so anyone who uh, anyone who is not familiar with the Toxic Avenger movies. Um, they started out as a, a low budget horror film that gained a cult cl- uh, status and launched, stayed as low budget. <laughs> launched the entire trauma film universe, I guess yeah, you could call it. The trauma universe um, became a Saturday morning cartoon. Mm. Toxic Crusader. Toxic Crusader. Um, and then the movies did a turn where he was less a horror character and more of a avenger for the environment mm. um and did take more of a comedic turn towards the i think they made six of them all together um i'm not gonna lie i've not seen more than two toxic avengers movies uh, yeah so, so someone can fact check me on that just, just um, remember his brief cameo in robocop it's was terrible that? oh god no anyway. john's, ma- john's making terrible 35 year old jokes yes, yes. <laughs> so he, peter tinklage is an amazing actor um he can be funny. He can be sad. He can be serious. He can literally do everything. He's the heart of Game of Thrones. So it makes he me is. like, and I also kind of think like he's got to be in his career where he can choose what he plays, mm-hmm. you know? So this has to be a really good script, which makes me go, oh, now I want to see this reboot. Well, again, knowing his sense of humor, it could be a really bad, you know, uh, Razzie award-winning script and he's like sure let's do it (laughs) this is gonna be terrible you think so yeah this is not this is not in the spirit of what a trauma film is supposed to be well it's actually legendary doing this not trauma that's what I'm saying that's what I'm saying like legendary films should not be doing the toxic (laughs) avenger like it's not 
they can barely do a giant monster movie. <laughs> I like the first Godzilla. I thought that was uh, all right. Yeah. I enjoyed the first Godzilla. Um, no, it's not. This isn't right. Like it just. I like Peter Dinklage. I like this stuff, but I mean, like, this isn't what the Toxic Avenger is supposed to be. Like, yeah. I'm, I, I am colored me more than than suspect on this one. I this is another one of those. I'll be surprised if it ever happens. Yeah, no, I I, I agree, but it's just it's weird that he's already oh, super weird that <laughs> his name's attached to it. Well, the guy, I mean, like, why wouldn't he say no? That's money. He probably got a pay for play contract, so he's getting paid whether it gets made or not. So, I have a I have a question for the guys at Colt Forty Five. If you're listening or watching, uh, have you done the Toxic Avenger movie? Uh, because if not, I want to be on one of those episodes. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I, it, it's it's weird. What do you think, John? You're gonna watch it? If Peter Dinklage is in it, I think it'll be fun. I mean, I'll get popcorn for that one. I think yeah, I think they're going in a comedic twist with it. Have not. To, it's the Toxic Avenger. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pay actual money for it. But if it's on a streaming service that I that I'm paying for, I'll watch it there. You know, right. based on our it, earlier conversations, it will be. Yeah, and the way things are going. Uh, all right. And then finally, speaking of movies that probably shouldn't be made. Um, oh, dear God. Of course, we talked about Oscar, uh, Oscar Isaac a couple weeks ago, and he got cast as Moon Knight. We all said that was probably excellent casting. Um, and of course, now Sony is all set to make a Metal Gear Solid movie, and Oscar Isaac has been cast as the. Uh, Solid Snake, who is the lead character in the game. Um, Solid Snake sounds like a bad euphemism. <laughs> so first off, have any of you played the game? Oh, no. off and on over like the years. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, as if they have one of those giant robots in it, then maybe the the metal, the actual Metal Gear. But um, if they're just, if it's just going to be him, it's kind of redundant oh. for a lot of other movies that you know have been out. What, what I was going to say is, like, I I don't think I've ever seriously played any of them. I may have played the first one. It, it it branches out. Like, it goes from the sneak around under a cardboard box thing to, you know. But what, what I was going to get is, like, most of the gamers I know are kind of like, they, they like the first one, but then it the series became like, oh, when there's nothing else to play, they mm-hmm. pick this up. It's not, like, it doesn't have the diehard following of, some other game series that are out there, like you know, uh, Assassin's Creed, which we all saw that movie, right? Uh, <laughs> they, they had to disappoint movie fans and video game fans in one film. Uh, Name one good video game movie. Um, I actually like the Sonic movie. Okay, so I'm gonna repeat who's that our question. new host now? <laughs> Name one good video game. Like, okay, you can. I'll get it. Uh, that's fine. But name like a movie that's like considered like I man, that was a good movie. Wasn't there? Uh, there no, I know there was a good one. I can't. Play it on me. I'm waiting. I know, I'm trying to remember. I just Super Mario Brothers. No, no. No, people seem to like. That's okay. the problem. There've been people so many like bad the ones. First Mortal Kombat movie. It's corny, but it's fun. Yeah, I'll yeah. agree with that. That you know, and I don't know cons- if I call it good, but it's like fun. But it also, I think, is considered damn it one of the best. Yeah, video game movie. Yes, and it's yeah. not even like a great movie, but it's still considered one of the top ones. And I know people like The Witcher show. Well, so, yeah, yeah, but it's a show, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a long track record of really shitty video game movies. 
I just don't think this stuff translates very well. Even The Rock in Doom? Yes, that movie sucked. Oh, it's God. terrible. That was in The Rock's like bad streak before he started. Final, getting, Final Fantasy sucked. Warcraft. There was a sucked. Final Fantasy movie. I didn't yeah. Know. Yes. It, it was. It, it was um, all all CGI. Uh, the spirits yeah. within and it had nothing to do with, with the, any of the actually, games it's it's like uh mortal Kombat sucked warcraft sucked resident evil was eh, the first one was okay okay it's a zombie movie but i mean like i don't know if it's good it's paul it's a paul w.s anderson movie you get to watch his wife run around scantily clad yeah. and kill monsters detective pikachu i enjoyed detective pikachu there you i go. mean like but i mean at the same time pokemon is so much more than a video game true it is it is Shakespeare brought to life <laughs> by Ryan Reynolds. Oh wait, no. <laughs> how about Freeman? I heard that's oh, that's not actually based on a real game though. <sighs> Tomb Raider or Tomb Raider, whichever. Pick, take your pick. Which one? It both sucked. I didn't yeah. see the second one, but I'm gonna go with it sucked. No, no, he's talking about the reboot, which was oh, s- yes, that's what I meant. Based on the reboot of the games, still sucks. I don't know. Seeing uh, Angelina Jolie in that cat suit in the second one, you know, it raises it a little bit. It's, yeah, keep that stuff in your pants, man. <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. No? Okay. So. I mean, like, I don't know. Like I said, there's just a track record for video game movies not being very good. Yeah. And I think this is following a long time on a tradition. Yeah, no, you're right. So, so. Hey, good for Oscar Isaac. Make that money while you can. <laughs> yep. Yes, yes. Your grandson, say- your future grandson will need a boat. <laughs> Maybe two. So. Well, that's true. I mean, he's going to get paid either way, right? It's. Okay. I guarantee everybody. If I'm if I'm an agent right now, I'm having sure everybody is signing pay for play contracts. Yeah. Like you pay my client whether he makes the movie or not. Yeah. No. At this point, especially if he's Peter to. Dinklage. <laughs> <laughs> well, just because you know, there's no guarantee any of these movies are going to come out in the that's theater and make money. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like writer gets paid for the move for the script. He's going to make money off it. Yep. If it means that much. Pay the man because they're they're getting greenlit based on having these stars attached. Yep. So pay pay for play, man. All right, good for them. Well, you, the listener, let us know um, what is your favorite video game movie. Yes, tell your greatest lie. Yes, and on that note, we're going to take our last <laughs> commercial break. We'll be right back with our main topic. I want these messages. We'll be right back. The main event. Ah, yes, the main event. So, the Baba Yaga. It is Christmas time. In fact, if we look at John, he's surrounded by lovely Christmas lights. And, uh, (laughs) you got a very Tim Burton's uh, in um, Batman Returns thing going on behind you there. Do I really? Yeah, very much so. Well, speaking of Batman Returns, we're going to talk about. Our three favorite Christmas movies. Bump, set, spike. I I, I was going to say the wind-up penguins are right over there. (laughs) Doing your personal time is your own business, my friend. Uh, So, John. Nice. Since you're the most Christmassy of us all, uh, you can go first. What's your your number three Christmas movie of all? Oh, Die Hard. No. Uh, (laughs) um, There are so many to choose from. That uh, uh, let's see for num- number three, I'm I'm gonna piss everybody off with this, and and I'm gonna love it. Um, number three, I'm going to go with the Rap City Street Kids believe in Santa. What? <laughs> I don't it even is, know. What, 
What is it that? Is, it is the worst. Okay, probably the second worst. Actually, advise for the worst um, Christmas movie ever. It was, it? it was made in the days when um, when uh, CGI was brand new. Uh, and it just, you, you ever see that, uh, that, that, uh, song, I want my MTV, the video for it. Oh yeah. 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 The, the, the dire straits video. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. The, 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 uh, characters in this movie are even worse than that. So, so, <laughs> and the dialogue sucks and the whole story sucks. And it's, it's so, it's one of those things that's so bad. You just sit there. So, like I'd sit there with my brother and just, we would just like drink and laugh at it the whole time. If it wasn't for the So Wizard podcast, I would think John was making this up. But I've they never do, heard of this. They do a segment called I Hate You Now Watch, where they pick really bad movies. I know of this segment. And they make the others watch it to, to review it. And there are actually a couple Rhapsody Kid movies. And yep. Joe made them watch one of them on a sh- on an episode. Yeah, Rap- Rhapsody spelled R-A-P-S-I-T-T-I-E. Not... not- S not C I T E Y. Anyway, but yeah, rap, rap city. city. Yeah, and and of course they do rap in it because it was you know <laughs> yeah the look on your face that was that was that's basically your first you know and then you take a couple of drinks of of good vodka or something. I was a child in this era. How have I never heard of this? Because they were so, they were that bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they were like. I mean, really, really, really bad. Like, um, you know, and that's your third favorite Christmas movie. I'm because, well, you know, me and my brother, are the kind of guys um, that we would sit you down know, and watch Neil Breen movies because they're fun, because they're it, fun to make fun of. You know, if it's a family thing, I get it. Oh, okay. Okay. I told you I was going to piss everybody off. With this. <laughs> piss. JD, how about you? Uh, my number three is a movie that I've really grown fond over more so in the last two years because I've rewatched it with my son a bunch. It was one of my favorite animated movies when I was a little kid. I remember it's one of the first movies I saw in the theater as a little kid. And like it introduced me to a time honored story. But in my head, when I hear this story, I always think of this adaptation. And my number three is going to be Mickey's Christmas Carol. Oh, okay. I love that. Movie. I love that movie, and my little guy loves it too. It's a nice little morality play. It introduced the mainstream to Scrooge McDuck, and which launched Ducktales. And like, it's a. I think it's actually one of the best adaptation. It's one of the best, well done, well cast adaptations of a Christmas Carol. Yeah, I, that's I, that's I, kind of like I guess to your generation, that's like our Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Well, I like Rudolph too, but I mean, yeah, this was like I said, this is one of the first things I remember my mom taking me to as a little kid. So it's yeah. special. It's got special memories there. And now I'm watching it with my son, and he really likes it a lot. And it's just, uh, it just does it for me. It gets me in the right feels. I cool. Okay, my number three is another Christmas Carol adaption that I will echo it for the same kind of reasoning. I remember sitting around the house the first time we watched this because we had it on VHS and watching it with my dad and him laughing hysterically and loving the movie. And of course that's Scrooged Bill Murray Scrooged. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's fun. It's funny. Um, it had a lot of comedians in it. too. Yes. It still has the same moral story as uh, the Christmas Carol, but just done in a modern funny way. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And it's just the memory of watching it with my dad when I was a kid. 
That's actually a, one of my favorite uh, versions of the Ghost of Christmas Future is in that yeah. movie. Like, it's really well done. That's a really, it's a really well done movie. It could have been Bill Murray just cashing a check, which he did do that a lot in that era. Oh, yeah. But there's, there's a nice heart in this movie. Yeah. And he was the only one that could have done that, too. I don't think anybody else could have done that character quite that way in that movie. Yeah. Bill, like, I mean, um, maybe Eddie Murphy. Eh, something similar something similar i know wasn't that like, around the time he was doing norbert or uh no 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 this is early eight this is late 80s man that's oh, yeah, we're talking that's, we're talking peak eddie murphy here yeah we're talking uh beverly hills cop yeah eddie murphy yeah coming yeah. to this is the same year coming to america came out yeah the greatest comedy ever created but i like scrooge all right john you're number two i'm afraid to ask well i mean i i <laughs> So many to choose from Home Alone, Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh, but I think I will go with, see, this is hard because my number two and number one are pretty much like on the same level. But uh, I'll go with the Star Wars Christmas special. Dude, you didn't take this seriously at all. Uh, wait, hold, hold on, hold up, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> I'm calling fail for two reasons. <laughs> calling foul. Yeah. Number one, which one? It definitely is talking- foul. Are you talking the original or the new one? The new Lego one. Fun. Original. Original, of course. And two, it's not a Christmas. It's Life Day. And <laughs> they call it the holiday special, not the Christmas special. I am one of the few people on the earth that actually watched that live. <laughs> so I, I don't know. It, 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 judges? JD, you're the judge. (laughs) No, no, not JD, the judge. Oh no, I'll allow it because it's on brand for O'Grady. So (laughs) we'll let it we'll let it slide because it's right. It's perfect with him, and it doesn't give me a moment to talk about it myself. So, which which would be what's your what the hell is B Arthur doing? (laughs) What is up? She was the best part of that, though. What is Tim Conway doing? Do we really watch Chewbacca's grandfather essentially (laughs) masturbate (laughs) to Donna Summer? Like, there, there goes these our are YouTube. things that, but that actually happens. <laughs> and Jefferson Starship, the best version of that band, by the way. Like, yes, that's yep. the airplane sucks. Starship is horrible. Jefferson Starship, they find a nice medium. But why <laughs> am I watching them? What is happening here? It's none of it makes any sense. Oh, uh, and, and they got and, the real cast. Yeah, I, and hand solo. Oh, and uh, I'm uh, sorry. And and Carrie Fisher is drunk or high I, for that entire thing. Oh, oh, she I, she was and and uh, was um, oh, hand solo. God damn it, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. He's cash. You can tell he's just. Oh, I disagree. No, I disagree. I actually think that he is out there doing a workmanlike performance. Like he is out there being Han Solo. Like like Mark Hamill is totally cashing a paycheck. But Harrison Ford, because he take like he's good in everything, and even in the Star Wars Holiday Special, he's being Han Solo. Like I'll I'll disagree with you on Harrison Ford. Mark Hamill, yes, yeah, well, he's cashing a check. Yeah. Oh, but 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 again, first uh, first look at Boba Fett. That is this true. is true. That is true. true. Many it people holds, forget about that cartoon. It yeah. holds an important place in the Star Wars mythos. Because I remember the first time I watched it was in the early 2000s when you had to like track that thing down and find like some VHS. Yeah, it's been willing to sell you a pirated version at a comic book store at a convention. And they gave it to you in a know. brown paper bag. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know about the Boba Fett thing until I was watching it. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> so here's a question that, that uh, has been posed. I've heard many times. I just recently heard on another podcast. Welcome, everything Star Wars is available on Disney Plus except the holiday special. 
Because I bet George I, Lucas wouldn't sell it. Exactly. I'll bet you Lucas put a writer in saying that will never be released. He said that if he had the time and inclination, he would smash every single VHS with a sledgehammer. That is a direct quote from George Lucas. And I get it. It's it's that bad. But if he had owned it, it would have been much better for him. Now everybody he everybody like razzes him for it, but it's it's still if he, like, paid, he he took a paycheck like he also can he's like CBS money sure yeah. oh yeah he's back busy, then yeah. yeah he was busy working on both hey. uh, Raiders Lost Ark and Empire Strikes Back and when that comes out he's like what did I do I'm sure that 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 yeah. Christmas special helped pay for Empire Strikes Back at that point he didn't have he wasn't having a hard time finding a loan. To get no, to make that movie, that's Star true. Wars was the number one movie of all time at that point. It's the first movie where people were wrapped around the the block. It's the first time you had to wait hence, to buy tickets. Hence the need for a holiday special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were they thinking? What? Whip, whip, whip. So here's the funny whipster, part. I was, just, I was just talking to my wife about this. Do you know what the how? You know what the? Do you know what the real function of the Star Wars Holiday Special is? It is a backdoor to get us to Return of the Jedi because Return of the Jedi is supposed to be the Rebels team with the Wookies to fight them off. But George Lucas always goes, "Oh, you know, with all the stuff I did with Chewbacca, I just couldn't make his people like that primitive." Uh, BS. BS. He hated the Holiday Special that much and created Ewoks. Yep. Because they live in the treehouse that looked almost identical to the yep. Forest Moon of Endor. Yep, that that's what been, that truly is. That should have been Chris. It should have been Krishik, not Endor. Yep, <laughs> that's the true function of it. And they dropped the ball. Never all has right, a, right. never has a Star Wars ball been dropped so hard. <laughs> Think about that. Well, JD, <laughs> what's your number two? It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, okay. Is that actually a Christmas movie? Yes, 100%. Oh, God, yeah. Christmas. If you have to question that, my third one will really go not over well. Um, no, I love this movie. I know, I know it became super, especially when I was a kid, it became super cliche because they didn't, some idiot in a in an office forgot to renew the copyright on it. So it was literally, some of you young kids might not realize, but over Christmas, it used to be on Christmas, like Eve especially, it was on every single channel. And that is yep. not an over-exaggeration. That it, one in Miracle on 34th Street. Yes, yeah. it was on, and they had no copyright. So anybody could screen It's a Wonderful Life. And now it's not quite so bad because NBC has managed to break copyright law and Universal now owns it. So Comcast, so you're, you're Overlord. Um, oh, you. owns <laughs> it's a Wonderful Life, and we only get it once a year. That being said, it's a, it's a classic movie, a great Christmas story in the tradition of a Christmas Carol, except this time we find a down and out guy who really thinks his life doesn't matter. And what better time to learn that all men truly do matter than on the holidays and on Christmas, which is actually one of the loneliest times of the year for people. I think it's a great story. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll allow it. Uh, It's the holiday special. I get, it's a wonderful life. (laughs) Hey, he took it seriously, Dave. You have to allow it. All right, so my number two, again, tied to childhood memories. Um, it will always be my favorite, the original, not the live action and not the current remake. And, of course, that is The Grinch That Stole Christmas. Oh, yeah. No, the original. I mean, who who, who among us here don't doesn't remember being a kid and waiting to watch that, you know, at Christmas time? We watch it almost every day this time of year on my little buddy's uh, his Kindle Fire. He yeah. loves that show, and he likes the new adaptation too. But he really he calls it the old Grinch because he gets spooky. He gets, <laughs> he gets that spooky look on his face. Yeah, that 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 is true. Um, yeah, I mean, and 
you know, for the time that it was made and, you know, I don't know. I, I just, there, to me, there wasn't anything else like it when I was a kid, you know, it always stuck out in my memory. Um, it, you know, it stood on its own. You you have two geniuses of, of their profession. You have Chuck Jones working yeah. with Dr. Seuss. What could go wrong? Yes. Nothing. No, nothing. Nothing. That's the answer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> actually, actually, if you buy it on Amazon Prime, which we have, you also get the follow-up story, which Andy won't let us watch. And you, uh, so I'm, oh, it's the Cat in the Hat meets the Grinch, which sucks. Okay. And then even worse, you get Halloween is Grinch Night, which mm. also sucks. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, there's a reason you don't know it's yes. oh, okay. nobody okay. wants to. It's not very good. My four-year-old hasn't it hasn't dawned on him yet. He thinks it's awesome because he says, Daddy, Halloween is great, and there's the Grinch. So he's like, What's not to love? And I have to let him have it. Eventually you'll have to break his heart. I've already done that numerous times. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Yes. <laughs> Mommy won't let him watch the Mandalorian, so daddy has to give him a blow by blow of what happens on the show every week. Oh <laughs> so, uh, no, it is it is a little violent. It's not know? right. It's it's a little much for a four year old. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's funny because like I'll watch it uh at lunchtime during the day and then I'll talk to my daughter and be like, Have you guys watched it yet? And she's like, No, we gotta wait for the girls to go to bed before we can watch. I'm like uh, she's like, yeah, it's a little much for a two-year-old. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, you can get away with stuff with a two-year-old because they don't know what this. No, uh, two, they kind of yeah. know what's going on. Yeah, they know what's up. One-year-old, you can get away with that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, two-year-old. All right, all right. I'm really afraid to ask. I'm, 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 I'm quaking in my boots here. It's Black oh. Christmas. It's Black Christmas. Isn't it? You're gonna say Black Christmas. I had that on my list. I did. I know I you did. too well. John, what is what is, what is your number one favorite? <laughs> i mean honestly speaking like if i were if i were to go to sentimental route i would have said rudolph the red-nosed reindeer or charlie brown christmas um santa claus is coming to town right claymation mm-hmm. or the uh, yeah, the charlie yes. brown christmas everybody knows that one you know or it could have gotten you know a little bit funnier gremlins but lately when i've been spending a lot of uh all, all these the past few years I've been spending Christmas with my sister and they watch this movie every Christmas. And for some reason it is still funny and I have come to love it. Elf. It's a good movie. That's a, it's a really good movie. Yeah. But black Christmas. No, <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Yeah. Elf. No elf. I mean, like there's, there's, I mean, uh, in the sixties and seventies, like um, was it frosty, the snowman, all the claymation ones, uh yeah just all of the all the what are called classics now they all had this feel to them and it's they're still trying to make new christmas movies and try to capture that feel and they just do not have it but elf somehow did so uh, elf is the movie that first proved that john favreau is a genius filmmaker oh well Um, if i I, I, i've forgotten it is favreau that that makes complete sense but yes i agree with Again, oh my god, I agree with John twice. A weird show. Yeah. <laughs> um, a the, lot of the end a, times. A, a lot of modern. Uh, well, come on, <laughs> 2020 wasn't a proof of that. I don't know what is. Um, knock, 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 knock on Satan's door. <laughs> um, with all modern Christmas movies, they have a tendency to either go way too hokey, the actors that are in it are just signing paychecks, mm-hmm. and yeah, they don't work, but this is a movie that knows when to steer into the hookiness and when to like have heart. And, and 
Yeah, yeah, yeah no. And, and all the actors are, are committed to the roles. No one's like, yeah, I'm just here. And and let's let's go. I mean, let's let's look at what wh- who's in it, right? Like Zoe Deschanel, she's always actually quirky, right? Mm-hmm. But but you know, singing and and just you know, nice to look at. What a singing yeah. voice! Yeah, I know. But so uh, James Can is in it, who yes. can do who can do funny yeah. funny serious. Uh, Mary Steenburgen, who's an amazing actress. Uh, Bob Newhart. For crying out loud, and Peter Dinklage again. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that's right. I forgot. Right? He's the he's the the uh, publisher, right? That yeah. they're trying to get the deal with, or the and writer. Amy, and Amy Sedaris. I mean, like I, you could go on. Just like there's literally nobody in here that was not famous, and at it the might time or, be, or still is. It might be Will Farrell's last really good movie. Yeah. Well, I mean the Lego movie, but he—that's not. Yeah. Real no, life. he's got good movies. It's it might, it's one of his best though. It's a movie that on paper shouldn't have shouldn't have worked. It yeah. should have been, it should have been an absolute disaster. But Favreau has this amazing heart on him that nobody outside of Spielberg really has, as far as like boiling a movie down to like its pure essence and its 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 heart without getting like schmaltzy mm-hmm. and like. I don't like Elf as much as everybody else does, but I like it. I think it's a good movie. Um, I think Will. I think Will Ferrell just can be a bit much sometimes, but I like. Yeah. I like. I like everything about it. Like it's well, that, an enjoyable but, movie. And that that's the thing. I don't like Will Ferrell usually either, but this. Yeah, I guess I guess Favreau like tamped them down. Yeah, and 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 then yeah. got enough takes out to get the heart out. I mean, yeah, it just worked. Which is inc- which is really shows you what a good director he is. Because when you see Will Ferrell dressed as an elf, you think it's going to be like a Saturday Night Live skit, which works great in two minute increments. Right. But right. like when you think about it, ninety minutes of that should be excruciating. But Will Ferrell is directed really, really well. And for a for a grown man pretending to be a childish elf, he plays the role fairly subdued for most of it. And it, it again, it shouldn't work, but it does. Yep. Yeah. Like it's it's a, the movie's really an achievement for like again how this whole thing got greenlit. I have no idea, but it it worked. And it's a classic. I mean, it is. I, it's I, become I, a classic. Yeah. It really has. All right. Now, JD. Hey, you see, Dave, I, I, I did a ah, nice thing. Yes, yes, yes. Bravo <laughs> to you. Bravo oh to you for, for not scaring us with your number one. Say, John, remember that list of movies you just read off? One of them is my number one. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> no, that's good. Hmm? What? Gremlins. Is oh, my okay. Christmas that's movie. your number one? Yes, and I'll explain why. Um, again, one. my mom took me to see this movie in the theater in 1984. Gigantic mistake, because I was Andy's age. <laughs> I oh, cannot imagine. Take, <laughs> I cannot imagine taking God. Andrew to see this movie. God, the the guts. The Michelle oh. has already said no. You will not show the child this film. <laughs> that being said, is this is the this is the first scary movie I ever saw. But I don't remember being scared of it. Like I had my 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 mugwai, my gizmo stuffed animal with me. I'll never forget this. And like I wore like there's t-shirts of me in '84 with Gremlins. So it's a movie that's always been close to me. And as I've gotten older, it's really it's really influenced a lot of like the kind of stuff that I would do as a creator. Like a lot of like the things that are done in gremlins is a lot of what I do as a writer. And like, what I really like about gremlins is it's a great critique on Americana in the eighties, right? It's a story of, of commercialism run amok. It's a story of Americans being afraid of um, innovation from a foreign country and why that's ridiculous. And it's a, it's a great take on, um, what's wrong with our society and putting it with a Christmas backdrop, but then having that Spielbergian 
quality of, of the family coming together to save the day really, really makes it work. Like it's Joe Dante's best film and he's got some really good horror comedies. And I like what I like about this era of film in general, though the entire horror comedy genre is there's funny stuff, but it's not played for laughs. Like everything's played super seriously, but there's comedic elements, of it, which is lost by the time we get to gremlins too. Like that's all comedy. Yeah. Yeah. But gremlins is a, is a movie about, a family who's trying to uh, one up Christmas, right? And in that quest, he gets he gets his kid this pet that no one else has, and it turns into a complete disaster. But it's at the same time, it doesn't steer into the hard horror. It's not gory. It's not you know ghoulies or critters and stuff that would be influenced by it. It really is a story that focuses on family and and love and you know the love you have for your kids, the love you have for your parents, and the love you have for your pets. When it really, and at the end of it, it really, in my mind, is it lays close to the Christmas story. Like it's the disaster that the holiday. It's a great metaphor for the disaster the holidays can be. Hmm. Like, and it plays it straight, and it's it's a great little warning, and it's also it's more heartfelt than it should be. And it's one of my it's one of my favorite movies. I watch it every Christmas, and it has "Darling Loves Baby, Please Come Home," which is my favorite Christmas song. Did <laughs> <laughs> I? Did I justify it enough to you to make it sound like I wasn't just having a gag? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really do. I love that. Yeah, no, no, because if John had picked it, I would have known it was just a gag. But I, yeah, I didn't pick those as just a gag. I mean, like, I genuinely... The Holiday Special, I do not believe you. Or the Rap City movie. I don't... I, well, the Rap City movie, I get. The Holiday Special, I think you're, you're messing with us still. No, it's like one of my most... I mean, again, I, I am old enough that I actually sat down and watched that live. And... I, How much therapy did it force you into? Well, it did make me wonder about what the hell was going on with Grandpa. <laughs> Grandpa. I mean, I was I, eight. I chose <laughs> I chose a horror movie, and my movie is less disturbing than that one scene <laughs> in Star Wars. <laughs> this is so true. Because <laughs> there's nothing in Gremlins that even touches that scene. That's about, that's about touching uh, yourself. Wow. <laughs> Dave, you're number one. Uh, okay. Um, again, this is a movie that um, is 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 uh, more than just a movie. It's you know part of my family life for a very long time. Uh, it came out a year before Gremlins. Um, I think everyone watches this movie at Christmas time, and of course, that's a Christmas story. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So I, I figured one of you guys would say that one. So again, of course, that's another one I remember. As a kid, watching it with my family, my dad loved the movie, and uh, like and my uncles and my, my like everyone talked about like, oh my god, that's exactly what it was like when I was a kid and whatnot. And then, of course, in when I got married, uh, that became the tradition. We always waited till Christmas Eve to wrap the presents, and of course, TBS shows it for twenty four hours on Christmas Eve, so he would watch that the whole time, and it became a game. It was like. How many times do we get through a Christmas story before we're finished rapping? <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's three uh, days it's, later. <laughs> um, I mean, and it's it's again, I'll 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 justify it with JD. I mean, it is a Christmas movie. There is no, um, but it's again, it's that a, a movie about family and a simpler time, and you know, like the most important thing to a kid at that age is the gift that they want, you know, that, that, that special BB gun or, um, 
you know, let's say Star Wars action figure or you know, Boba Fett action figure that you want or uh Lamp Leg. <laughs> the Ninja Turtles su- underground sewer base this yeah. year. I-, I was gonna say, like I think every kid has had that toy that they wanted and that's all they cared about. And they weren't gonna be happy until they got that specific toy. You know? And so I think it speaks to a lot of people on that level. So hmm. it's a great movie. All right. There's some. I'm surprised that no, because Die Hard's become such the cliched. This is a Christmas movie. Wink, wink, wink. Thing that <laughs> surprised that nobody picked that or Christmas Vacation because that was one that bumped out of my top. Well, five. I was going to say, does anyone and you can start, JD, have yeah. any honorable mentions? I will. Thank you. Uh, Christmas Vacation would be my number yeah. four. We just watched it. My wife and I watched that and Trading Places back to back. A holiday movie that I don't really think is a Christmas movie, but you know, but it's set, it's it's set in Christmas. I mean, yeah, it's it really doesn't, but doesn't steer into Christmas enough. Christmas Vacation, totally about Christmas. Mm-hmm. I, how rare is it that the third film in a series becomes ha- the most, it, yeah, becomes the most beloved and and probably the best. Yeah, like it's still and the humor still holds up today. Like we again, thirty years later, it's the stuff is funny. The the dress is the dressing is a little different, but it still works. Jelly of the Month Club. <laughs> still funny and when you see how crazy randy quaid is gone you're like oh you're really not acting as cousin eddie you're, hold- you're actually holding back cousin eddie crazy eddie yeah uh yeah that and uh, independence day uh yeah again it's like oh you you really do think you were kidnapped by aliens don't you <laughs> were you how about you john uh let's see lethal weapon was no uh <laughs> Shame- no, any Shane Black movie you could really put in there, less than yeah. zero. I mean, they mentioned Christmas in it so, enough because they were trying to say, it's a Christmas movie. They were basically yelling at you. No, I mean, you know, honestly, again, like Charlie Brown Christmas, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, um, the original Christmas Carol, the black and white one. That is a good uh, movie. That is a really good movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, these are and these are all the, uh, ones that you can sit down with your kid and watch and they i mean they're just they're just really good heartfelt movies yeah and and mm-hmm. yeah i know and it, and it's funny because like we all grew up with them um and, and especially Back when, to when we they were, were called moving pictures <laughs> <laughs> well also when there was three channels on tv so it was like oh look now here's the the peanuts christmas so we can all watch it as a family yeah i didn't, um, I didn't grow up like that that's you guys <laughs> we had i grew up with cable uh, good for you. Uh, <laughs> hey, don't don't fault me for my my date of birth. We but, had to uh, walk over to the TV through like fifteen we were the yards. Through, we had to walk through fifteen yards of shag carpet to get to the TV to turn the knob. Being the, <laughs> yeah, young, being the youngest, trick, we had to do that. <laughs> being the youngest, I was the remote. Dave, change the channel. Oh, Dave, yeah, yeah. change the channel. Uh, I'm sure your brother could say the same thing, John. Uh, <laughs> But again, it's I didn't pick any of those just because they're obvious, you know. Um, and I thought everyone was gonna have those on the list. So my honorable mention, I want to keep it on brand. Um, so you know, mistletoe is deadly if you eat it. Ah, uh, yes. But a kiss, a kiss even, can be deadlier if you mean it. If you mean it, yes. Thank you. Uh, so of course, Batman Returns. Um, I think that movie has aged pretty well. It's very Burtony. But I think it's aged pretty well. I don't know. I, I've tried. I've watched both that you know Batman and Batman Returns uh, recently, and 
They're not Batman movies. They, they really aren't. No, they're not. And but they're decent movies. They're they're definitely Tim Burton movies. And do you think Danny DeVito as the Penguin ages well? As a monster movie, I think it does. Okay. As a monster, yeah. As a monster movie, but I mean, like, it's not that because he's not the penguin for the like. There's no. nothing. There's very little of that movie specifically that that references anything of comics. Like, it just isn't. It's not a comics movie. But as a Tim Burton movie that happens to have Batman against a monster and a Michelle Pfeiffer and Pleather, I think it ages pretty well. I mean, there's things about it that I think do work. Um, it's not my favorite Batman movie. But it's not as horrendous as people said it was. Like it's far better than the, either of the Schumacher movies. Yeah, oh, well. <laughs> there's a lot of people. There's this whole wave of people on like the Twitter discourse still be that are trying to convince you that Batman Forever and Batman and Robin are actually really good movies. When they added the 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 whoop sound when they got knocked over, that's me too. It, when Bane went boing, I was like, I'm done. Yeah, and I was a teenager, yeah. and I was I was an angry teenager at that point. Yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm done out. with this. Yeah. Done with this. I I I got I I lost it with the bat card. That was pretty close, man. Yeah, that was pretty pretty close. Or or, or what was it? Uh, Holy metal, Batman. <laughs> Holy rusted metal. That's, that's, from the, that's from the third one. And actually, at least they backed it up. Like that one, I kind of was like, ah, oh, cute. Okay, you're being yeah. cute. The third one is much better than the fourth one. But I do think uh, the fourth one was yeah. Uh, it's the, the fourth one's dog shit. But the <laughs> the second one I think has like redeeming quality. It's not a perfect story. Like they literally lifted the plot from an episode of the show. You know, Penguin yeah. versus Slayer. But. Like there's elements of it that I think work. I think Michael Keaton and, and Michelle Pfeiffer have an incredible like chemistry between them, and you can really, yeah. It, I think that really helped define the Batman Catwoman relationship. That wasn't always the relationship in the comics. No, it wasn't. You know that movie really sets them on the path to where we get to like what Tom King did with them recently. Like that works. That stuff is pretty good. Michael Keaton. I think we've all come to agree that Michael Keaton is a great Batman. Well, Bruce Tim might have taken a, a hint from them. Though. Oh, absolutely. Bruce Tim takes Bruce Tim yeah. took a lot from those from those Batman movies, and he improved that in a lot of aspects of it, yeah. frankly. But I mean, like, there's, there's a lot of good stuff in those movies. The Danny DeVito character is what it is. You know, Tim Burton does monster does like like Guillermo del Toro. Tim Burton does like ornate, over the top monster movies. You know, and that's pretty much what Batman, yeah. both Batman, Batman, more so Batman Forever is. You know, both Batman and Catwoman and Penguin are monsters in various ways. You know, very much. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, that does it for our picks, boys and girls. Uh, let us know in the comments or on Twitter or on social media, wherever you are, what your favorite uh, Christmas movie is. And maybe we'll shout you out on the next episode. So uh, before we wrap it up, guys, got any recommendations for our audience? John? I am really enjoying the third season of, uh, is it, wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon uh, yes I, yes I, it is I, yes, I, I, certainly I, as a formal question <laughs> yes no no seriously like um I, again we talk about good writing actually being like the thing that makes a movie or a show yeah. and this should be just another um you know uh harem type uh uh another another anime with with a harem and all that and it's not there was an episode in the season that literally made me cry and they it, the setup was so done was done so well and the storyline is so good uh that i am just dying to see every episode and i i mean the i i know the name sets your your brain on a different path but well, it it's not. really worth checking it, out it, it makes it makes me wonder were you crying because you were like 
this guy could pick up a girl in the dungeon. Why can't no. I? No, 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 no. Like no. I get, I get Jap, I get how Jap, the Japanese use English. Like mm-hmm. I get it. Like I watch. Oh, I, I know. I've never, I don't like, watch no. the. I don't watch uh, dubs. Why I does watch Why does that the title? Like I oh, yeah. get that. Like it doesn't. Yeah. There's stuff in translations that doesn't work when and when they use English, it, it's just not how we would use English. That, that's probably oh. a, a, a single syllable word in there. <laughs> right. It just it, there's stuff that doesn't there there's stuff that doesn't work. I can give a million wrestling examples that are that come off just as ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, it just. But yeah. But anyway, so I I mean, th- there's three seasons. I check it out, man. It is just it gets better every season. I'm I'm really amazed at this show. Cool. All right, JD. So um, the only sh- I've been really busy lately. Um, the only and I don't want to do any wrestling stuff. The only show I'm watching like hardcore right now is Mandalorian, and I'm even paused watching. I'm going to finish Hellstorm when Mandalorian's done. Um, I'm going to do a reverse recommendation. I'm gonna, I was trying to read the book Ghost Story by Peter Straub. It's supposed to be one of like the best horror novels in the 1970s, and I was really excited to read this book because I I remember watching the movie as a kid and I remember liking it. But it had probably been 25 years since I've seen it. So I was excited to read this book. And it took a month for me to get 100 pages in on the story. And at that point, I was just like, I just don't want – I just I just wasn't feeling the book. And I felt bad saying it because it's supposed to be a classic horror story. But it just, it just didn't do anything for me, man. So that's why I'm spending my last month trying to enjoy a book. And it just – it just didn't land for me. So my reverse recommendation hmm. would be Peter Straub's ghost story. I just didn't like it. Huh. Cool. All right. Um, I, as always, will recommend make sure you check out superherospeak.com where you can find links to all our social media at the top of the page. Uh, comic reviews by our good friend D square and the podcast every week. And, um, Oh, and if you're watching us on YouTube, hopefully this works out. Uh, subscribe because you know we're trying to build something up here uh, but rate too don't forget to rate and to share sharing is important sharing is caring <laughs> yes sharing is caring um, unless it's coronavirus alright don't share that no. so, that definitely don't do that I, <laughs> you drink I, at the wrong time <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have a rec- I didn't really have a recommendation of mine but I'm going to go off of what JD did and go the other way um for those who have never read Richard Matheson's I Am Legend, the original book. Oh, the original book is good. I recommend checking that out. Um, especially if you've watched the Will Smith movie and you're like, this is crap. You're right. It was crap. Watch, read the original book and you'll understand what the movie's actually, or what the, the story is actually supposed to be about. There was actually a better version of that in black and white. It was with uh, Vincent Price. Omega Man. No, yes. no, 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 no. Mega Man is with Charlton no, Heston. Right. No, I no, Le- yeah, no. This I is am Vincent legend Price. is the Vincent Price one. That right. is I am and, legend. And, and the okay. Vincent and the Vincent Price one was really actually much better, <laughs> much okay. closer too. I think. So, so yeah, that's that is my recommendation. Um, yeah, it's not very Christmassy, but eh, who cares? <laughs> if you are looking for a Christmas themed horror novel, mm-hmm. allow me to recommend Harvest Moon by J.D. Oliva, available now <laughs> at finer book retailers. And at Amazon.com. Amazon, Kobo, Barnes & Noble, Google Play, whatever. Yes, yes. Help help, uh, help our good friend out. Uh, he needs the money. He's got he's a kid. He's out of work. <laughs> he's got a kid he's got to eventually send to college. So yes. uh, on that note, boys and girls, Maybe. as always, <laughs> thanks for listening. Don't let your kid get caught in the door. Have a good week.